welcome back to the Called Up Podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Harris, and man, I'm excited that you've tuned in, not just because this is a particular episode that kicks off the Pray Love Lead series, but because you've taken the time out to say, hey, you know what? There might be something here that I need to hear today, and I believe that that there is. So welcome to the Pray Love Lead episode series. This is a three-part series, so the next three episodes are going to be diving into each of these layers And this particular series is specifically aimed to strengthen us as men to be better leaders in the home, workplace, the church, the community, wherever we're placed. These three layers are always working in tandem to be effective, to be purposeful, and most importantly, to give glory to our father. And so I want to share with you a quick story about this particular episode as we're getting ready to dive in. So growing up, starting from probably around the age of 12, I want to say I was around 12, I was I was always in sports. So whether it was football or track, those are the only two I dabbled in. I didn't do anything else. But but I will always hear the phrase, whether it was to someone else or whether it was to me, especially in football, get your weight up. And those that 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 played knew right when I said that phrase knows exactly what that means. And so for those that don't just to just to recap, simply it's a it's a reference to remind you that the other guy is bigger and stronger than you. In other words, you're making it too easy on them because you're the weaker you're either the weaker man or you're too small. Those are those are pretty much one of the one of the ways that that, that it simply comes about. And so this can cause two reactions, frustration or motivation. One leads to resentment because that frustration is ultimately a space that can be like, man, I am too small. And then that just leads to a person that that, that just doesn't even take it as spins that as motivation and, and it flips. But the other one leads to the weight room, literally leads to the weight room. It's like, OK, yeah, I'm going I'm to change my diet. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to come back. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to show you who the stronger man is. It's that competitive edge. It's that natural drive with us. So I want to give I give you that backstory because this particular episode follows that same concept, but in a different way. But rather, it's to say, get your prayer up. Because we cannot walk around here spiritually weak taking body shots from the enemy like we don't have access to the spiritual weight room. Here's the here's the catch, though. We have access to this place anytime and any place. There ain't no special access cards or time reservations required. That's our prayer time. This is where we are strengthened. This is where we allow God to speak to our hearts, to heal and mend areas of brokenness. Also, give us wisdom when all things around us seem a bit too much, whether it be overwhelming, whether it be like the moment seems too big. And simply put, prayer is our secret weapon. Simply put, it's it's the communication that we have with our Heavenly Father. This is the access point for every trial and triumph that we'll ever face in our life. Whether you've been in the walk for a few months or you've been in the walk for years, we can always do more to get stronger. 
Because we face seasons in our life where our prayer game is weak. We're not praying as much because the woes and different things of life are pressing us down that we haven't prioritized this. But the enemy wants nothing more than for us to see this space as an area that there's limitations. That we can't quite access it. But that's the one thing that that even through the image of what Jesus has shown us through the scripture over and over again, that we have unlimited access to a power source to help us navigate anything that we face in life. But we're curious. And I'll tell you personally that Lord has pressed this particular topic. Because there are so many traps and and things that I've recognized that I've got caught in over the years. I see other brothers getting caught in over the years and even in the current spaces that all root from this place where you can recognize who's been in the weight room and who's not been in the weight room. It's pretty simple. And I'll never forget. I, I read this book a few years back. And it was titled The Circle Maker. And the author had this quote in there that just resonated with me in a way that it helped me think differently about my personal walk. And it simply said this. It said, work like it depends on you, but pray like it depends on God. So it gave me this perspective. I know on, on surface level, it was like, huh? Like, how does that even make sense? But I got it through this lens that simply looks at it as this partnership, that there's work that you have to put in to be able to get to the places that you want to do, that you want to be at. But there's also that requirement that you understand that the true dependence ultimately lies with God. But it's through prayer. That's the access point. And apart from that, when you look at what the function of prayer represents, it's very practical, very practical applications. And, and I know I'm going to break this down in a very simplistic way. However, sometimes going back to the basics is the difference between us continuing to walk in the same traps and walk in those same things we felt like we defeated years and years ago, but also be refined and refreshed to understand like, OK, God, I see what you're trying to do and I understand why. And most importantly, the people that are depending on me to get this are going to be so grateful that we don't have to continue to try to learn the same lesson twice. And so quick three practical applications for what to pray for and what prayer represents. So first and foremost right now, and this is the one I could not I could not get away from. I could not not start with this one is simply protection. Exclamation point, underline, all caps. Prayer for protection. Right now, right now, if if we're paying attention to what society is doing, is dismantling what it means for men to be in the home, men to be in leadership, men to serve at the church, men to be the men that they need to be for the society that we're in right now. And, and here's the crazy thing about it. There are some individuals, I, I remember I was having this dialogue, that consider the Bible as a historical document. 
Now, here's the challenge of looking at the Bible through the lens of a historical document. It doesn't apply now. That's the challenge of looking at it as a historical document, only as a historical document, meaning, oh, that's just the past. That stuff ain't happening right now. That stuff's not real to me right now. And that's that's one of the biggest fallacies that we could take within the within the scripture, because I'll give you a case in point. We're going to be breaking. I'm going to be in Ephesians six a lot, but simply Paul, Paul describes in detail. Some of the same challenges that we still that he was talking about from back then that we still literally see today. And so when we talk about protection, we're talking physically and spiritually. So Ephesians six, verse 10, Paul, Paul begins with this word of cautions about the time, about the times that we are in and what our true enemy is. And so I'm going to pick up at verse 10 and I'm only going to read 10 through 13 right now, because as I, as I dive deeper, we're going to unpack some other pieces of this, but we pick up in verse 10. It says this, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is against flesh is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, Take up the full armor so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. If you don't believe spiritual warfare is real. Think again. And if you think you can avoid it, think again. And if you think it's not happening to you right now, think again. This isn't a doomsday type message. It's simply a recognition of. Uh, we can't. We, it's going to battle with the war strategy. You study before you go out to take a test. The advantage here is that prayer provides us the place that we have. The, we have the strategy book before us. That's in God's word, because that alignment with the father recognizes through our communication back and forth that it's a two way communication, that prayer isn't just one way. It's a two way communication line. That recognizes that if we don't look at the Bible as simply a historical document, but also a very present reality that we face, how then can we then approach these different challenges? Spiritual warfare is real and we cannot underestimate its impact on our lives and the lives around us. And nothing more does the enemy want for us to think that it's not that big of a deal. It's not as real and prevalent as it is. And sometimes we look as people, we look at the person that we may be having barriers or challenges with as the problem. And truly, it's not that. It goes a lot deeper. It's what we cannot see. And so what prayer provides is a lens for us to be prayerful about the different traps and snares in the spiritual in the spiritual realm, but also in the that manifest them, themselves in the physical, because we recognize that the enemy uses people, circumstances and situations to in order to deter us, distract us and keep us from fully fulfilling what it is that God has placed before us. But here but here but here we are. Simply thinking, oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, I'm good. I just need to be stronger. Yeah, you do. But you need to be stronger by recognizing where you got to go. You got to get back to that spiritual weight room, dog. Got to get into the spiritual weight room. Be prayerful. 
taking that time out because in that moment, often, if we think about the reflection of what Christ represented, he prayed to the father often. Showed that to his disciples, showed that to the folk around him, because for for them, he was modeling something that we ourselves have to continue to model for other believers, for others that may not even be in the faith, the power of prayer and the power that it does not to just transform things, transform situations for our benefit, but ultimately for God's glory. The second piece, when we think about application for prayer, is preparation. Pray before you plan and as you're planning. And then once you're navigating what it is that you've planned for. Proverbs 16, 9 says this. A person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. Apart from God, y'all, our plans will fail. We're trying to do this thing in our own strength. We're trying to navigate this thing and we, and we continue to hit this wall. And we're like, God, we need you to give us new direction and new perspective. Well, yeah, because sometimes we can we can do things. And I remember there was a season I was in. I want to say it's about six, seven, eight years ago, and I was still trying to figure out. When God gives a vision and when I'm just navigating in the space and I'm just being defiant and rebellious and like, no, I got uh, I'm going to continue to hit this same wall. And I just kept hitting the same wall over and over and over again. And then after after doing this thing over and over and over again, I'm like, well, why is this thing not working? I'm trying to I'm trying to advance because I'm trying to advance so that people see me not see him. So we want to check our motives because a, a person's heart, here's the thing, a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. So as we submit our plans to the to the Lord, as we as we give him those things, as we trust in him with all our heart. Proverbs three, five, six does it. If, if we're trusting in the Lord with all our heart. Not part of it, but truly with all of it, then what we're then what we're recognizing is that our trust and our plans as we lay it before him. We checked in the lens, the filter being the word who gets the glory at the end of our plan. You're frustrated right now. You're like, man, my plan's not working. Things aren't working out the way I the way I envisioned it. That's the key word. How have you envisioned it versus how God has envisioned it? But if you recognize going back to the first part is that. If prayer is communication, it's a two way street. As we pray, God, give us direction. Give me direction on this. As I I lay this plan out, I want to make sure I'm in your will. But more so than that, how do you get the glory in this? Don't get it twisted now. You can have some semblance of success. It can look it can look flashy. We can have the money. We can do all that. We've been there, done that. And then at the end of the day. We come back to this space where it still feels like there's a void. There still feels like there's something that's empty. And I can tell you from personal experience, God literally had to check me on that. And once he checked my heart and gave me perspective, he said, always filter your plans through the motives of who gets the glory. Are people going to look at you or are they going to look at me? And y'all, that was a good check. I, I, I've never forgotten guides me and every decision that I make is who gets the glory through it all. Not this false idea of like, yeah, guy, you do this for me. I'm going to tell people you did it. Mm -mm. No, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. How how is what it is that you have planned going to change the directions of families, of dynamics, of communities that that point them back to the father 
or for some for the first time point them to the father as opposed to pointing them to you because that's the number one thing i'm like don't look at me i'm gonna always point you back to the scripture i'm gonna always point you back to the reflection that we all should reflect and that being of christ and that being what it is that he that he has given us to be able to navigate this life to be disciples to go make more disciples they then go on to make more disciples that's the beauty in this process Matthew chapter five talks about a number of things. But if, you, if you're specifically looking in, you know, verses 14 through 16 talks about that when we when we do good works, when we do things, it's not to bring glory to to Marquise. It's not bring glory to you. Fill in the blank your name. It's to bring glory to the father that he may get the glory. As we're being the light out there, as, we, as we're the city on the hill. That we recognize that it's a defense system to help protect those around us, but it's also preparation as we see the attacks that are coming, y'all. As we're as you're as you have that elevated space on the hill, you can see these attacks as they're coming. You can see the things that are coming your way so that you know how to plan, so that you can navigate them effectively. But 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 don't forget, it doesn't happen apart from you. Meaning that God is your partner in this process and it's not depending simply on you to do this. And so as we navigate forward and and think about this power of prayer, y'all, it ends with this simple, this, this third one, the last one. But this third one, wisdom, we all need it and we all have access to it. Proverbs 3, 13 through 18 says this happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her right hand and her left riches in honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. Wisdom, y'all. Wisdom. As we pray. As we're navigating this life. Wisdom and there's a reason why I, I ended with wisdom, because. Beginning and ending in this perspective of communication helps build relationship that then the two way side of the communication that says something's going out, something's coming back in. And that wisdom, whether that be through the individuals that God got places around you, but also through the word and the scriptures that helps us navigate the, the different things that we continue to face, because no matter whether we're, we're approaching this through business strategy, through how we're leading our home, how we're parenting, how we're leading our churches, how we're, how we're serving, whatever it may be, that wisdom is the key that then leads to understanding and that knowledge that helps us put all these pieces together. We can have the preparation. We can pray for protection. We can do all that. But without the wisdom, we don't ever learn the lessons. I'll say that one more time. Without the wisdom, we never learn the lessons 
Because when we think about how we navigate things and the lessons that we have to learn, that once we then learn these, these, these lessons, they then become wisdom. Wisdom to help others behind us, others around us, uh, and, and for us that we may face a similar situation in the future, it's in, a, in this depository of wisdom that we can go back and say, hey, you remember that time five years ago? It looked very similar to what you went through again. So you don't have to continue to walk into the same cycle, same traps, because one of the most frustrating concepts in the in the body today that I hear in it. And, and those that know me and have encountered me know this is one line that frustrates me is when we say. Anytime we reach a new level, there's a new devil, new level, new devil, y'all new level, new devil. And it's like, y'all stop because y'all are giving power to the enemy that he doesn't have. He's not new. He has the same three strategies to steal, to kill and destroy at every level you go to. Every single level you go to, it's going to look exactly the same three strategies. Now, it may look just a tad bit different. But it ain't nothing new about the enemy. And here is the here is the end of the story that I'm like, y'all don't uh, don't miss this one. We win in the end. The war strategy and the war plan already gives us the access and the answers. And guess what? The end result. The issue is when we recognize that, hey, yeah, we're in the middle of this war and we forget that the that the person we're fighting against has already been defeated with the death on the cross, y'all. Come on now. That we cannot miss. So when, we, when we're navigating this space and we're asking God for wisdom and we're, and, we're, and we're navigating these spaces and we're making these plans, we're making these preparations, we're, we're thinking about how to, how, to, how, to, how to do better, how to be better and all these other things, and, and we continue to face some of the same dilemmas and temptations and desires. Remember, though, we, we're not tempted by God. We're, we're tempted by our own desire when we're enticed. God doesn't tempt. It's the enemy that is. From our own desires that may be deceitful, that may be prideful, that doesn't point people to God. They point people to us like, see how we elevate. No, I don't want you to see me. I want you to see God through me. And that's the difference. I want to see his power because I know that the things that I've been able to do ain't been by my own strength, y'all. And the same thing that we have to show others and be that and be that example is because that's what's necessary. Because the enemy wants nothing more for you to go to war, for you to get out there, get out into these streets and do all this other stuff. Do what you do every day today without your war gear. There's a reason why Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. To put on your armor. Because when you don't have your armor, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to the attacks. So Ephesians 6 verse 14 through 17 says this. Stand therefore with the truth. With truth like a belt around your waist. Righteousness like armor on your chest. And your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Not some of the arrows, all of them. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's how we know we win in the end. We're armoring up each and every day. That comes in prayer. That comes through prayer. 
that comes through that connection like, Lord, hey, let me arm up today. The helmet of salvation, guard my mind, that belt of truth to keep everything together. Stand on that truth, that righteousness like armor to protect your chest. Guard your heart, y'all. Sandaled with the readiness for the gospel of peace as you navigate, peace should follow you. Peace should go before you. That's what you should bring into the space. You shouldn't bring chaos and all this other mess. That shield of faith to protect you and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's how you go on the defense too. be able to give a defense for the faith as well. And so I'll end it here. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. That's our mandate. That's our call. Pray at all times, not sometimes or when we feel like it or when we remember, but at all times, y'all. It ain't got to be something long, elaborated, and we down there for hours and hours and hours, y'all. Jesus is giving the example many times. It don't take all that. But what we do recognize is that prayer is that communication that we recognize apart from God. What we do won't last. Moral of the story today. Stay vigilant. Keep your eyes open and don't stop praying. Don't stop. So if you enjoyed this. Part two, y'all, we're going deeper. Part two, this one's all about love, but check this. Fellas, it ain't going to be what you think. So I got one last thing to leave you with, an announcement. So since the last episode, I've been, been in behind the scenes doing a lot, just being prayerful about how to continue to build up this called up community And one way to do that is not just to do it in Instagram, all that, because we know that's where some folk are. But there's a lot of other mess and noise out there. But a dedicated space for brothers to come together, to to, to dialogue, to have access to all these different stuff that I'm going to continue to put out. So if you go to this website, calledup.substack.com, you can subscribe for free and never miss a beat. If you follow me on Instagram, just go. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you can go to called up podcast, search it on Instagram. You'll find it there. You'll find it on my on my IG. If you go to my website, marquisedharris.com, you'll find a link to get there as well. But just a couple of the benefits, y'all. Not only will you get full access to the newsletter, there's a biweekly newsletter that drops the podcast specific. Now, more even is exclusive content. That's going to be specifically designed for you, whether it be through blogs, different notes, threads, all this stuff to continue to help equip us to be better. And so you'll join a space of men who desire to live out their faith unapologetically, authentically, the way that isn't intended, because we know we cannot do this life alone. Your family, your friends and this world needs the best version of you and the men that are going to be a part of this community want to see the same. So I encourage you, don't miss out. And don't keep this to yourself. Share this, spread it, because there is special rewards for subscri- for referrals and different subscribers. So, hey, it's 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 just a place to be. We're gonna continue to grow this thing and continue to see men grow and develop in ways that that this world, hey, they're not ready for. So that's all I got for this episode, y'all. Remember, it starts with you. Get your prayer up, y'all. Be ready for the next episode. Until next time, take care.